This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 73 of Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we discuss poultices and liniments. Critter nutrition focuses on the plant Amalaki and its role in circulation. In breed of the show, it's the Chihuahua. And in Coffee Clatch, we pick various celebrities and what equine discipline they would like to participate in. Listen in. Hi, I'm Tigger with Biostar US. Hi, I'm Patty with Courageous Dressage. And we have our producer, Jennifer. Hi, Coach Jen here. And later to join <laughs> us in the show is our favorite Pomeranian, Hedwig. Woo-hoo. So what have Patty and Tigger been up to since last we spoke? About 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> that was good. That was good, Tig. Thanks. I've been saving that for a couple of years. Just, just needed the Good right opportunity to slide it in. It's so worth saving. It really was. You can check that off your list now. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, now I can't use it again. No, you know? not for another five years. No, that's it. Thank you. But we have a really good it's, show coming up. We do. We have, a, we have a very busy show coming up. It's yes. jam packed. So I think I think we need to just. Jump right let's in. Get rolling. Okay, let's do get it. Get to it, girls. So our roundtable discussion today is on poultices and liniments and how to use them. Patty, you used a lot of poultices and liniments. Jennifer, I'm I assuming have. you have as well. I I have had a tack store worth of different liniments and poultices mm-hmm. throughout the course of my life, um, which. What brought on this discussion as I was in a tax store and um, this woman was trying to decide which liniment to use. And it, I just thought, well, th- this is a very good topic to discuss. When do you use liniment and mm. when do you use a poultice? That's a good That's- question, actually. When do you use which? Yeah, that is a good question. That's the first thing we need to cover. Yeah, agreed. Well, I use a liniment um, diluted for body washes. I use a liniment if I really want to tighten a leg. So if I know that there's a little bit of strain, if the horse has worked in deep footing, maybe could be some heat. I want to draw circulation to the leg. That's when I use a right. liniment and wrap. Patty? I would agree with that. I um, What I tend to do with my more upper-level upper horses, depending on, you know, on the circumstances, but to say it's just regular, you know, end of the work type of schedule is I always, and I use a liniment or I'll use, you know, rubbing alcohol or whatever and put on my hands and, and rub the leg down, like old fashioned rub the leg down, moving, you know, kind of um, your hands up and down the leg. I don't, I don't always um, it wrap depending, uh, depending on what it is. Like we used to wrap a lot after I worked them very hard, but I, I try to be, I try to be careful. I always just make sure they get out more and get, you know, walking more rather than wrap them um, if I'm just doing the liniment. But that goes in between. But I would I would agree with you, Tigger. Um, I'll do the same thing if it's deep footing or if they've been at a horse show or they've been working hard. Jennifer, when do you use a liniment? I use liniments a lot less than I used to and really very much for a specific issue. I'm not prone to using liniment on general principles anymore. But if I've got some some filling in a leg or I've got a muscle group that I particularly need to loosen up, and I tend to lean towards the more astringent liniments. Okay. So, so are you still a beagle oil? You know, I've, I've been a beagle oil gal for many, many years. Me too. Yeah, many, many years. But <laughs> Nigel doesn't like beagle oil. He oh. has a cow when you mm. put beagle oil on him. <laughs> um, he stomps and fusses and kicks, and he just like, yo, he doesn't like it at all. He doesn't like it. No. So I got I found some stuff at our local store here that has 
It's got vinegar and witch hazel in it. Mm. So it doesn't have quite that tingly feel on their skin. Um, but I still like the the astringent effect, especially if he has to stay in the stall because he tends to stock up. And I'll, then I will uh, rub it on and, and set him up. Yeah. But I, I very, very rarely use it as a body wash. I used to do that all the time back in the day when I competed. Mm. And when I did, I would use the ones... Um, like Vetrolin. Vetrolin's one of the brand names, but there's a specific absorbing. There was an ingredient in there. I want to. It's something soap, and the one I found that I liked even better than the Vetrolin because the Vetrolin smell. I just think that's gross smell. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry, but Healthy so Hair funny. Care makes one. They call Vigor. Same color, um, but I th- I find it a little milder and. For horses, especially horses with a sensitive skin, I like the way it mm-hmm. treated their skin a little better because, again, you have to be careful of the astringent effect if you're using it as a body wash. So that's kind of where Yeah, I always diluted it. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple horses. I think that's funny. I, I, I'm a beagle oil girl as well, but I've also, I love, you know, the veteran. I love the smell of veteran. It's so funny that you do. It just reminds me of. You know, being you know out and being at college and being at Morven Park because everybody was at a you know you know was for Radnor Hunt, um, not Morven Park, sorry, Radnor, and um, and they all use Vetrolin, so it just reminds me of like that smell reminds me of all those those, those times. But um, it's so funny. Beagle oil is always my favorite, but I have had a couple of gray horses that I put the absorbing on that did not like it at all. Yeah, like too totally strong. did yeah. more than stop. Tried to stop me. <laughs> So that is a, that is a you know a, a thing to be aware of is that sometimes you may want to just test it if you think your horse is sensitive, not just douse it on their bodies because sometimes they're like don't like the tangly feeling and ch- and a ch- and chestnuts too the and anything that's white you know mm-hmm. a white yeah. leg thing you've got to be careful yeah, yeah. poultices um, of course I'm a little biased because Biostar has these beautiful artisan poultices that are very very unique but. I find myself using poultices almost more, even though I don't compete, even though my horses are not in training or work, you know, even though they're, they're, you know, retired when you've had a wet summer, like we have, and I watch what happens to their feet, you know, I'll pack them with um, a hoof poultice and it's like a miracle and I don't even wrap it. I mean, Mm. I just pack it and you know, let it dry and it just, it just draws all the, you know, funky, <laughs> the funk. The funk? Yeah. Draws out the funk? Yeah. It draws out the funk on their feet. And I yeah. use it for wounds. I'll put it around the wound, not on the wound if it's open, just to reduce the swelling around it. Mm-hmm. And bug bites and insect bites. I think poultices are way underused. That's cool. I never would have thought for bug bites. That's a that's a good one. And I, that's actually something I have picked up since I've moved here to Florida. Is I use a poultice frequently for bug bites because they're so calm. They're constantly getting mosquito bites and bites of all sorts, and they get little oozy dots from them and little tiny welts from them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I I hate putting anything on there that's a pasty goo because it just melts. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I keep some some poultice around all the time and you just put a, I put a little dab of that on top of whatever wound and I shave the hair off as I have to. And uh, I love that. And I like you Tigger, I love to pack feet. Yep. Anytime there's a little stingy, a little funk, they're a little too exactly. dry. Exactly. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, in the winter here, it's an extremely dry, believe it or not, in Florida. It doesn't rain for months on end, so their feet can get a little dry. Uh, so I'm not. Yeah. I don't use hoof conditioners on the exterior hoof wall, but I do pack their feet with a nice moist poultice on on occasion. Yeah, and you know a good poultice can draw out a abscess. Yep. You know you can do the the soaking mm-hmm. yep. with the Epsom salts and then just slather a good poultice on the foot, and you can get an abscess to come out pretty quickly. Yep. So when it comes yep. to poultice formulas. Tigger's biased, but Tigger's smart too. Um, <laughs> what are what are some of the active ingredients in a poultice that actually help it work? Because obviously, your typical poultice—we're talking about clay poultices here. Yeah. One of the main ingredients is some type of clay. But what are other things that the astute poultice user needs to be looking for? Well, 
this is something that I, in studying poultices, I came to understand, which is really important. Poultices, the clay, clays pick up, because of their, their electrical charge, they pick up metal. So you never want to oh. mix poultice with something metal. Didn't know that. Or in something metal. I didn't know that. And most commercial poultices are made in commercial stainless steel bowls. Oh, wow. With stainless steel uh, beaters, you know, to whip, the, get that nice creamy blend um, so that when you stick your finger in the poultice, it's, you know, all blended and nice. So that's, that's something that makes – you're better off making your own poultice – with raw materials or buying a poultice that you know is made by literally by hand and has not come in contact with any metal. Interesting. So if somebody does not have access to that type of poultice, it's like, okay, I need to whip some up. What What's the clay that's in there? It's not just your average old clay that you dig out of the ground, is it? Well, um, <laughs> it, there, companies use lots of different clays. Uh-huh, um, there's different kinds. There are different kinds. There is calcium bentonite. There is smectite. There is the clay uh, that's a kaolin clay or a French clay. They're all drawing clays. So the action of the clay is the same. It's whether they absorb or adsorb (gasps) or do both. Okay, what's the difference? What's adsorb so, and absorb? So absorb means they draw into themselves toxins, and adsorb mm. means that they bind them. Oh, so I like smectite clays. I like bentonite clays because they adsorb and absorb. They draw it in and then keep a hold of it. And they bind it, yeah. Got it. So extra really good for horses that are maybe having some stress and strain issues or on tendons Swelling, or muscles. You know, okay. when you've got inflammation, you want to draw those that inflammatory that some of that inflammatory toxin mm-hmm. to the clay. Okay. Now there are lots of different different application methods for poultice because there's the put the poultice on the leg and wrap it with paper, put the poultice on the gra- leg and wrap it with wet paper, put the poultice on the leg and wrap it with plastic. Which school do you belong to? <laughs> If I really want to sweat a leg, I use plastic. If mm-hmm. I um, if I just want to support a leg, I use soaked paper. Okay. How about you, Patty? I, I generally I always just use paper. I've never I've never actually tried to sweat with poultice, but I've always used paper. All right. So we're all on the on the paper had great on the paper train. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, have you have hot poultices and cold poultices? Um, where, Patty? Where do you weigh in on hot or cold? I've only ever used um, the cold poultice. Okay, I didn't know there was a hot pot there poultice, which is kind of cool to know. There you go. And how about how about you, Tigger? I have used both. Okay. Now let's talk about when you would use hot and when you would use cold. I've I've only used hot on things that look like zits. <laughs> to draw an infect a local infection out exactly yes. which is and that's how basic- i've used them yep and the rest of the time i use a cold poultice there you go. my favorite is a nice hot poultice when i have a hoof that, I, that has a bruise it's like oh man worked on hard rocks he's got a bruise in his foot slap that sucker on there yeah so what do you use oh, to wow. make your hot poultice i just use regular poultice clay heated up Ah, see, I use oatmeal and comfrey. That's interesting because one of the one of the recipes that I've used a couple of times because the person taking that was running the barn where I was at was one of her favorites. Is she used to make it out of bran, uh huh, and I had not iodine betadine, but not the betadine scrub, the betadine solution. So there was no soap in it, um, and that's, huh. she used to use make that, and um, that was very common for them to use for horses that were maybe having an abscess and needed to draw it out. It was a foot one that we used to use, but oatmeal and what else did you use with there? Comfrey. So we we grow a lot of comfrey. I mean, once you plant one, warning to all our listeners, 
if you start one comfrey plant in a year, you'll have four. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's really easy to grow. But you, they, those leaves, you just break them off and, you know, mash them up with some hot oatmeal. I put it in cheesecloth and just, you know, hold it right onto the the zit or the mm-hmm. infection. Yeah. And it just works like a freaking charm. That's great. I've, I've, and oh, you can awful. wet the leaves and actually put them topically right on oh, a wound. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't need suturing or anything. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, there you go. All about. And I just, I just a, a small heads up. Biostar does sell dry poultices that you can buy just dried with the dried ingredients and, you know, keep. And then if, when you have to make a fresh poultice, you can make it yourself with water or add some vinegar or whatever, whatever you'd like and make a fresh poultice. That's currently what I've got going oh, right now cool. because I use poultice so rarely. If I buy a tub of wet poultice, it goes to concrete It'll go before dry. I use it. Yeah. So I just get the dry ingredients yeah. and then whenever I need to use it, I can smoosh it up a, a batch of it. And it's nice that way because then I can tweak what goes in it depending on what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. If, if I've got a hoof abscess I'm drawing, t- trying to draw out, I tend to go easy on the vinegar and a little heavier on the mineral salts. And I put, because I'll use... Um, more Epsom salts. More Epsom salts, and I yeah. just actually mix that in. I actually use, instead of using Epsom salts when I make my poultice, I actually use my Redmond salt, which is just raw salt oh, yeah. brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually put that in there instead of the Epsom salts. I like the way the texture comes out better. Interesting. So there we go. But that's, you know, that's interesting to know that you sell dry ingredients because, again, someone who doesn't use poultice regularly, that way you can still have it on a good quality poultice. And it comes in a, you know, a little container so you can just empty it in, add your water or your vinegar or whatever, mix it all up and boom, you've got fresh poultice. There we go. See, I'm now going to go shopping for that. Excellent. (laughs) Soaps and poultices. Right there it is on Biostar USA. Because we, we make... Three different poultices, one for the foot, one for the leg and muscle, and one for wounds. Look at that. Because one poultice can't do everything. Specifically for, for hives, and this one's That's for inflammation. Cool. Look at that. How handy. I love <laughs> a lot. Cool. So if you have um, some tips on liniments and, and poultices, please let us know on HealthyCrittersRadio.com. <laughs> Hello. Hedy. Hedy. We have a good question for you, Hedy. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> Hedy. What are your top do's and don'ts for dogs at Thanksgiving? Interesting query. So, and really, of course, because this is me, we're going to think about this in a different way. What are the top do's and don'ts for humans? Ah, I completely forgot that angle. So, yes, speaking here, I am currently suffering through living with a vegetarian. So, do not put your bizarre food issues on your little dog. <laughs> your little dog is not a vegetarian because your little dog is not special. So, if you could just put the turkey in the oven and then make the turkey nice. And then give it to your little dog. That is number one rule. Oh, and the grandmother likes mm-hmm. turkey too, so she can have some. But not most of it is for me. Okay, most um, of it is for you. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. A second rule, important rule. Gravy should be cooled down and then put on the turkey. And then given to the little dog. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, rule number three, do not make stupid dessert for Thanksgiving. No, no cranberry tart, no pecan pie, Pleh, disgusting, <laughs> pumpkin. 
pumpkin pie with ice cream. That is what you will serve to your little dog. And then the fourth and final thing to remember is that you are really giving thanks for your dog in your life because you are so fortunate to have this little friend who is always there with you and tolerates so many iniquities. So it's <laughs> absolutely imperative to recall at each and every moment that you are making this meal for your dog friend to say thank you. It is an expression of thanksgiving to the dog. Oh. It's just perfect. Yeah. I'm glad my Aussies aren't hearing this. Oh, I'll tell yeah. them, don't worry. <laughs> I'll send a memo to my night, Sabi. Well, thanks, Hetty. And now it's time for the Breed of the Show. So we are now at the Breed of the Show segment of the program, and I have chosen a dog that I don't think that Tigger and I have ever had. It's a Chihuahua. <laughs> so this has been very interesting. There's a lot of things about Chihuahuas that I didn't know. Some of the things I think we all know is that, you know, they're a very big dog in a little dog suit. But what I didn't know is that they are the smallest registered breed. And some of them, um, because they can be from three to six pounds-ish, some of them are smaller than a squirrel. And when I thought about that, I thought, oh my gosh, squirrels are so tiny. But think about it, three pounds. But um, they're, they're from Mexico. They are, okay, you guys, I don't know if you, they are the fourth most popular dog by registration. What? Have you thought that, like, I, I, fourth most popular dog. Kind of interesting. Shocking. And I, there's, I know, a little, it was a little surprising to me, but, uh, um, but there's, you know, there's things about them that I can see why. So, there's some of their great characteristics, right? They adapt to apartment living or any living circumstance pretty well. Having said that, you do have to be careful. They're a little bit like the Frenchies. They don't great, don't do great, in, you know, extreme heat or extreme cold. So, you know, you always have to be mindful of that. They're, they're good for novice owners because they're actually very trainable. They're extraordinarily affectionate and love to be with their people, hence the whole people carrying them around in their purse, which is a little bit of more of a status symbol, but they actually do like being with their, their people all the time, which is great. So if you, you know, if you're somebody that can bring your animal with you all the time, they're, they're easy because you can just kind of plunk them anywhere, maybe in your jacket. Very, very playful. And actually, um, highly trained, uh, trainable if you know worked with from a younger puppy because they are. This is they're lively, devoted, have huge personalities, but they're bossy. So, <laughs> so they have a little bit of a type of personality. But they are very good with kids. But there was a couple different places that I was researching it, and one place suggested because they are the smallest dog breed and they do tend to be a little bossy. Part of the reason they're so you know, outgoing and can be a little yipey is because they are small and they're quite fragile. So if you do decide to choose a chihuahua and you have children, always, always, regardless of what dog it is, introduce it slowly, teach the kids how to deal with it, but they do love being around kids. So they're basically a very healthy breed. They come in many different, um, many different colors. I mean, too, too many to even mention, but they're short or long hair. They're moderate shutters. And I think my most favorite thing is that they are one of the top 10, I hope you guys are sitting down for this, recommended dogs for watchdog. Oh, I absolutely what? believe that. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, I mean, bark I anything? believe that several, well, yes. So not that they're going to go bite something, but they will bark. So, um, you know, if you, if you want something, you know, to kind of alert you when somebody's coming to your door or driving around with, they're probably your dog. They're probably a good dog to consider. So they, um, I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> I've not seen any of the dog breeds listed as being in the top t- uh, t- 10 of, you know, uh, person, personal attack dogs yet, except the Chihuahua. 
So they're they're just a great little dog. They've got great personalities. They they live a long time, and they're basically a pretty little healthy little dog with not a lot of real big issues if you feed them well. One other thing to note that I thought was also very interesting is they do have a high metabolism, but a small stomach. So it is recommended to feed them more frequently um, than you would most other little dogs. I you know I always feed my dogs twice a day because I just think that they Me definitely too. get hungry, but they were even recommending that the, this, the Chihuahua should be even bred maybe three times a day, just because their, their stomachs are tiny. Not a lot of food, because they can get over, over um, weight pretty easily, but, but they have a small stomach, high metabolism, so they get hungry quicker. Kind of like what I wish I had. <laughs> I had a small <laughs> stomach and a high metabolism too. So I think, you know, to you know, all in all, it's a great little, it's a great dog for somebody um, to consider if they're a novice dog owner or if they live in an apartment. They don't need that much exercise, but they just like to be with their people. So there you go. Now we're at Critter Nutrition, and I'm going to talk about Amalaki, which is the Ayurvedic plant for circulation. In Ayurvedic medicine, amalaki, which is also known as amla, is considered one of the most powerful rejuvenating foods. In Sanskrit, amalaki means the sustainer. Western medicine knows the same food as Indian gooseberry. By whatever name you call it, amalaki has thousands of years of historical use in in humans and animals. It is classified in Ayurveda as a rasayana, meaning it's a rejuvenative for the entire body system. From one of the ancient texts, the Sharaka Samhita Sutrasthana, quote, of all the Rasayanas, Amalaki is revered as one of the most potent and nourishing. Amalaki is the best among rejuvenating herbs, end quote. Amalaki is the fruit from the Indian gooseberry tree. It is considered tridoshic, meaning the fruit is pacifying to all three Ayurvedic body-mind doshas. For instance, if your horse has gastric or hindgut ulcers, Ayurveda would consider this a result of too much fire, an unbalanced pita dosha. As a balanced tridoshic food, amalaki would not irritate the GI tract of a horse with gastric or hindgut ulcers. Likewise, a horse with hard stool would be considered to have too much cold wind, an unbalanced vata dosha. Amalaki would not add more wind or cold or dryness to the GI tract. Traditionally, amalaki is given to support a healthy metabolism, support healthy digestion, promote a healthy inflammatory response, nourish the heart and respiratory system, provide antioxidant support, pacify and balance the three doshas, and rejuvenate all body tissues. It is Western medicine's study of amalaki that has revealed the fruit's amazing benefits for circulation, essential to the efficient delivery of oxygen and nutrients. Increased circulation can reduce inflammation and oxidative stress, as well as speed the healing process. Eight recently published studies on a specific patented extract of amalaki called capros have demonstrated this food's ability to increase production of nitric oxide by 54% and superoxide glutathione by 50%. Nitric oxide is a key signaling molecule and a powerful vasodilator. The endolithium and inner lining of blood vessels uses nitric oxide to signal the surrounding smooth muscles to relax, resulting in increased blood flow. This allows more oxygen and nutrients to be delivered to areas of the body that need additional support. Glutathione is known as the mother of all antioxidants. It supports the regulation of cell growth and division, protects DNA from oxidative stress, helps with amino acid transport in and out of the cell, and supports the humoral immune function. Further studies on capros also showed that the extract reduced levels of inflammatory biomarkers and improved endothelial function. This is important because a published 2016 study showed that endothelial dysfunction associated with hormonal conditions such as metabolic syndrome or Cushing's disease affects the laminar vessels and facial facial skin arteries of the horse. By improving endothelial function by relaxation via nitric oxide, there is increased blood flow and circulation. Circulation for performance. When horses exercise, the nitric oxide released increases blood flow to the muscles, the heart, the lungs, and the other organs. 
Nitric oxide is a short-lived molecule, so the longer it circulates, the greater the benefit to these cells and systems, including the nervous system. Supplementing horses with foods and plants that increase nitric oxide can improve daily training and performance by reducing muscle fatigue, removing lactic acid, increasing oxygenation of muscles, and delivering more nutrients to the cells. Because nitric oxide plays an important role in healing via increased circulation, repair of muscles and connective tissues can be enhanced. The Indian gooseberry extract increases glutathione, a powerful antioxidant critical to the production of ATP. Lower amounts of glutathione in the cells can slow down ATP production, resulting in fatigue. Furthermore, the recovery phase of training requires glutathione to mop up the damaging free radicals left behind. Unless they're regulated by potent antioxidants like glutathione, free radicals can create inflammation. Circulation for healing. Nitric oxide can modulate the release of various inflammatory mediators, leukocytes, macrophages, mast cells, endothelial cells, and platelets. With the blood vessels relaxed, more nutrients are delivered to the area of the body that needs them. This is especially important for ligament and tendon injuries, muscle and joint injuries, and support of these tissues. Circulation for hoof and heart. The heart, of course, is the key organ of the circulatory system. As it beats, blood is sent throughout the body, but the feet also play a critical role. They're responsible for pumping blood back up to the heart. Inflammation in the foot will therefore reduce circulation to the heart and the rest of the body. Nitric oxide helps circulation by relaxing the smooth muscles, allowing for more blood flow. This is especially important for maintaining healthy feet and managing foot issues such as navicular disease, bursa inflammation, bruising, and laminitis. Circulation for joints. An ad for the drug Celebrex features the tagline, quote, a body at rest tends to stay at rest, a body in motion tends to stay in motion, end quote. The circulatory system loves movement, which benefits the joints. When nitric oxide levels are increased in the body, this helps to remove damaging waste products and reduce inflammation while also helping to support joints, muscles, and connective tissues. Older horses in wintertime can benefit from supplementation that supports circulation, as often these horses aren't moving around as much as in the summer. They can also benefit from the warming aspects of increased circulation, which helps keep them more comfortable and supple. Biostar provides the patented Amalaki extract Capros in two formulas, Circuvate EQ and Receptor EQ. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. So now we're at Coffee Clatch and we thought it would be fun to decide what equine breed or equine discipline some select celebrities would be involved in. So our first select celebrity is James Earl Jones. I see him as being in uh, driving competitive four-horse driving FEI. And the reason is twofold. One, I think he's, he's a big guy, so he'd be strong managing four horses, marathon dressage cones but i just would love to hear him going through a gate or something and then you hear this (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) so what did you have patty i went to the other uh, other end i went to a 
uh, a trail riding guide in Hawaii on a quarter horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I can just see him like walking you, you know, through the pineapple field, just, you know, with that big, deep, I don't know. I just, that's went, awesome. That's all I, I don't know why. What did you have, Jennifer? Um, I don't know what you call it, but I'm sure we've all seen that video that's on Facebook of the guys who ride the little, the draft horses through the water and they have the nets as they ride along and they go fishing and then they dump the fish into the big baskets that are on the horses. I have not seen that, but that sounds cool. I have not cool. seen that either. You know, there it is. Shrimp fishing on horseback. <laughs> all right. In Belgium. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. In Belgium? Yeah. It's the, the dying art of fishing for shrimp on horseback. There you go. And I can totally see him. Oh, I can't believe that's a dying art. That's just hard to believe that's a dying art, right? (laughs) Okay, our next uh, celebrity is Matthew McConaughey. What did you have, Patty? Well, that's why I was laughing, because I went with combined training. um, I did, too. I had him as an inventor. Okay, yeah, okay. Something balanced and, and... Athletic, yeah. I went with tent pegging. Yeah. Excuse me? Tent pegging? Tent pegging. You know what tent pegging is? No. I do not. Tent pegging. The Wikipedia. Calvary sport of ancient origin is one of only 10 equestrian disciplines officially recognized by the International Equestrian Federation. So it's an FEI sport. <laughs> it's, it's basically like javelin throwing, except you have to grab the javelin out of the ground at full tilt. Wow. Oh, it's cool. really kind okay. of cray-cray. Yeah. Oh, he'd be great okay. at that. Yeah, it's a little cray-cray. Yeah. But I can also see him what going have, across Dick? the country. Yeah. Oh, you, you had him. That's right. You had him. That's yeah. Right. That's what I think. Um, cool. The next celebrity we have is Emma Watson. What did you have, Jennifer? Emma Watson, I put... What did I put? Oh, she, mounted archery. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. You're yeah. really thinking out of the box. Styling it. She would be like, yeah. Styling. Yeah. Oh, I had her as a show jumper. Yeah, huh. I can see that. Because yeah. she'd be very precise, and yeah. but yet gutsy and courageous. I can see that. Absolutely. What did you have, Patty? Walter. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, she'd be yeah. good at that. Next, we have Beyonce. <laughs> mm. I can't take her what you have. I had Arabian costume class. Oh, perfect. 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 Oh, that's funny. What did you have, Jennifer? I had saddle seat. That's not nearly as good. (laughs) But it's close. It's it's similar. It's the whole dressy-uppy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Patty? Well, I went the other way with this. I went Gymkhana because it requires lots of movement and just you know, you've got to be balanced, and I just always think about how she was on stage. <laughs> oh, I think that's, that's so much better than yours. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Okay, Jeff Bridges. What did you have, Patty? I had Rainer. I did, too. Good. Great mind. Interesting, yeah. I had chuck wagon racing. <laughs> that's even better! <laughs> No, that yeah, that went. <laughs> that was that's good. I just thought with his love of music, that you know, doing raining freestyle would be right up his alley. Yeah, oh, that's funny! I didn't that. know he loved music. Yeah. Adele. I put Adele in any and all of the rodeo sports. She'd kick oh, ass really? in all of them. Really? Yeah. Because the, ro- the rodeo gals are all about looking real fine on the outside, but don't you cross them. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And they're always the right, they are always the brains behind the outfit. Yeah. All these famous cowboy guys, you know, the clinician. No, it's their wife that's the brains behind the outfit. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what did go. you have, Patty? I had endurance rider. <laughs> that was my second choice. Really? Yes. Oh, shut up. Yeah, because you had fun clothes. Yeah, fun crazy. I had clothes. Frisians. Yeah. Frisians. <laughs> yeah. What did you have, Tex? 
I had Frisians. I saw her riding oh, Frisians in exhibitions. Oh, gosh, that's funny. <laughs> Do you remember a couple of years ago when they did the Frisian um, quadrille with the lights? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was amazing at Devon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very amazing. Okay, and our last person, Judge Judy. This is my favorite. <laughs> okay, Jennifer. Mutton Bustin. What? Oh, God. Oh, that is perfect. Mutton Bustin. I don't even know what it is. You don't know what Mutton Bustin is? No. Oh, my gosh. It's a a rodeo sport, and it's for little kids. And they take full-grown sheep that have all of their wool on. So they're big and round and fluffy. And they plop little tiny kids on them, and the little tiny kids wrap their legs around them and grab hold of the the wool, and they, they they have to try to stay on the mutton for like eight seconds or something as it gallops madly across the arena. Yep. It's just awesome. yeah, and it, it generally never happens. It, no, the the mutton always wins. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of busting with the mutton. Yep. <sighs> mutton what did you have, Patty? I had ranch sorting. Yeah, I can see that because she can take her time, analyze, yeah, and then yeah, go. But she also, yeah, she's yeah. also going to put things in their place. <laughs> you're going to go over <laughs> here. You're going to go. No, you're staying there. I'm going to be over here. No, you're staying there. So like on a cutting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, and it's yeah, it just yeah, I can just see her going. Nope, don't you leave? I'm going back over here. I don't need to hear from you anymore. That's perfect. I like it. I had her as a dressage rider. Oh, so you gave you gave you gave her much more artistic and, and desire than I, than we did. We were just you know, yeah, you know. we were we were going for what she you know where she really did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she would, her mind would would connect to more of the mental aspects of dressage and the precision of the figures and. And then she would challenge the judges all the time. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, she'd become a judge. Yes. She she'd ride to second level and then she'd then go she'd right up the judging ranks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if if you've got some um, ideas about where you think the what breeds or what sports these celebrities would be involved in, you know, let us know at HealthyCrittersRadio.com. Well, speaking of celebrities, Tigger and Patty, I think we have a minor celebrity coming on with us uh, and on the show today to tell us a little, little something, something going on here soon. Ooh, a surprise. We have Glenn Hebert with us to tell us about the Radiothon that's coming up in November. Hi, guys. I'm so excited that you guys are going to be doing an hour of the tw- the fourth annual Holiday Radiothon here on the Horse Radio Network. And Healthy Critters Yay. is at 3 p.m., so we're yep. live. So if you really want to see how crazy we are, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> so this, for new listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, it's 12 hours live that we do every Cyber Monday. This is our fourth year doing it, and it's become like the media event for the holiday season in the horse world. Uh, we had over 50,000 downloads last year, so uh, if you don't get to listen live, then you can listen to it recorded immediately after but what happens is we have 20 different hosts all day long including these guys from healthy critters and one little dog that always makes an appearance (laughs) and then we have tons of cool i mean really cool guests and we give away lots of prizes this year it's going to be over four thousand dollars in prizes including two grand prizes somebody's going to win one of the grand prizes they you can win your choice of any wintech saddle that's up to $1,500 value. Wow. Or a Weatherbeta prize pack worth $500 includes blankets and sheets and saddle pads and polo wraps. I want that. I know. <laughs> I know. And then the hosts all get mad at me because they can't enter to win. So, so this is how our dogs. <laughs> you can enter. Your friends can enter and then you can split it. I don't care about that. 
But this is how you enter. So you have one of two ways to enter to win the prizes. One is you submit us a voicemail about the holidays. Some people write songs about their horses. Some people write songs about us or your favorite hosts, Tigger and Patty, or a certain little dog. Um, or you can just you can you can just answer this year's theme question in a voicemail. And the theme question this year is: If your horse could talk, what would his or her New Year's resolution be? for 2019 <laughs> now we want you to think more creatively than eat more work less because we we don't need 100 eat more work lesses because that that'll get boring after a while so think creatively you can write a poem you can write a song or you just can call in and tell us that will get you an entry into the prize pool and we'll draw names all day long for the over 30 prizes that we're going to be giving away or oh, awesome. you can you can call that day, and if you really like Tigger and Patty, you can call during their hour and talk to them. So we'll be taking calls all day long on Cyber Monday, which is November the 26th. We'll be taking calls from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and that will also get you entered in the drawing and get your name on the list when we pull every hour. And, and got, we, Biostar, yeah. ha- is, it has two big prizes to give away that hour. That's correct. You're giving away prize packs that are really impressive. Yes. Yeah. So, so that and they're back. Poultice in the prize pack? Poultice? Yeah. No. <laughs> Hello. But but they're giving away their prize packs are worth $140 each. So yeah, it, it's really exciting. All the horse lovers is giving away a $50 gift certificate, a shopping gift certificate every hour. So wow. it, it's just wow. crazy the amount of prizes that are available that day and that you could win just by either sending us a voicemail and all the directions are on the website at HolidayRadiothon.com, HolidayRadiothon.com. But I think you guys have been doing it a couple of years now. It is just a blast, isn't it? All day it's long. It's so fun. It's, it's fun to listen it to the other shows. Fun. And it's really fun to be live because it's sort of dangerous. You know? <laughs> it is dangerous. It's dangerous with us. here in the studio doing 12 hours, let me tell you. We've had some things happen, yeah. too. We've had uh, – we were uh, – during a Bob Baffert interview, the whole system crashed. We broke the oh. internet. We broke God. the internet. It, uh, there were too many people listening, and it just crashed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we fixed that now, and hopefully it's a little bit better. One of my favorite guests we had on was our first guest on our first Radiothon four years ago, and that was Charlie Daniels was oh, on. I love him. And he was oh, so wow. came down to Georgia. He's a big rider, and he loves his forces. And he, he, he just he gave us like 10 minutes, but ended up talking for like half an hour. Wow. Because, you oh, know, wow. even celebrities, when they talk about cool. their horses, go on and on and on. So, well, it's we so have much- Shelly Francis at Help on Healthy Critters. I yes. can't wait. The United States Equestrian Team rider makes her own horses, not of course from scratch. I mean, meaning <laughs> I was going to say out of clay or <laughs> <laughs> That's what you, out of poultice. Out of yeah, poultice. That's right. <laughs> um, but she she is a longtime super competitor at the highest level of the sport. And she's a super sports woman and a real horse woman. And she's got a load of dogs. So she is like the perfect healthy critters super guest for the yeah, radio like pod. Perfect combo. That's yeah. right. And she wears a helmet with sparkles on it. <laughs> yes, she I'm does. so shallow. <laughs> it is fun to hear of these big names, though, we've had on in the horse world. You get to George Morris. Yeah, you get to hear it when they talk about the holidays and their families, they become completely different people. Yeah. It, it really, yeah. even George Morris softened up on us and became a completely different person during that interview. And that's tough. Yeah. That's no really kidding. tough. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're excited to see what this year brings. And, you know, one of our favorite things is listening to all of you send in your voicemails. We get, to, we have some of the most talented people. <laughs> some that, of the songs from last year, I was yeah, blown away. They're really good. They're really good. <laughs> not, and they write them themselves. Not only are they, they're not just singing some, uh, you know, holiday song. They write their own songs, and it's crazy. So we want to see a lot more of that this year, and we're so excited to have you guys on board. So this is November the 26th. Go to HolidayRadiothon.com. We need the entries 
by the 19th. If you miss that deadline, then you can call in live that day, anytime that day, and tell us about uh, what your horse wants to do next year. Or, you know, even if you don't come on the air, you'll be entered. We just, we get hundreds of callers that day. So, and that's what Jennifer's job is all yeah. day. If, if you are, if you are camera shy or microphone shy, you can call in because all the calls are screened before they go on the air and say, I just wanted to call and wish everybody happy holidays and enter the contest and then not be on the air. That's allowed. But we encourage you to call in during Healthy Critters. (laughs) That's right. They want to talk to you. We want to hear from everybody. Well, thanks, guys. HolidayRadioThon.com. Can't wait. Wait a minute. Do I have to talk to the dog again? Yes. Yes. It's a requirement that you talk to Hedwig. The only reason I'm showing up. (laughs) (laughs) She always makes fun of me. She does. It's the best. (laughs) Been bested by a Pomeranian. I know. Yeah, I know. Maybe if you bring (laughs) cheese. Bring cheese. Oh, yes. Offer her cheese. There you go. Yes. Come up with a lot of good cheese jokes. How about eggnog? Is that good for dogs? No. Eggnog is not good. That will be good for you. Well, then I'll. Brandy or rum in it. I'm going to have to start drinking before three o'clock this year. That's for sure. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 